COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Um... After what you said last week about what it would mean to win your fourth MVP, what what do you think of one of the 50 voters coming out and saying yesterday, quote, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the MVP. I think he's a bad guy, and I don't think a bad guy can be the MVP at the same time. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. He doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments, but... I mean, to, and I listen to the comments, but to say he had his mind made up in the summertime, in the off season that, you know, I had zero chance of winning the VP, in my opinion, should exclude, you know, future, future votes. Um, you know, his problem isn't with me being a bad guy or 
the biggest jerk in the league. Cause he doesn't know me. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know anything about me. I mean, I've never met him. I've never had lunch with him. I've never had an interview with him. Um, his problem is I'm not vaccinated. You know, so if he wants to go on a crusade and collude and come up with an, an extra letter to put on the award just for this season and make it the most valuable vaccinated player, then he should do that. But he's a bum and I'm not going to waste any time worrying about that stuff. He has no idea who I am. He's never, never talked to me in his life, but it's unfortunate that those, those sentiments it's surprising that he would even say that, to be honest. But, yeah, I knew this was possible. We talked about it on McAfee weeks ago. Um, but crazy. 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 That is a sentiment that I, myself, agree with. Nobody should be forced to take any medicine that they don't want to take. Nobody. Nobody. And I think that my stance and his stance is consistent with the cannabis community. As cannabis consumers, we've had to justify who we are, why we use this as a medicine, and whether or not this is a medicine. To people in our own families, skeptical people in our own flipping families, instead of having our backs or being, think, oh, this is not a medicine, or oh, you're a slacker because you're doing this. You should keep doing pharmaceuticals because that's what I think is best. Or, oh, only losers do it. Or, or, oh my goodness, you need to take, you need to take what's pharmaceutically approved because your insurance covers it. Are you sure you're really doing this for the right reasons? Is this really helping you? Are you sure this is actually working? I've had to hear things like that from my own family. And I'm sure a lot of you listeners have had to hear this stuff too. You have to, you have to deal with skeptics in your own family who don't think this is a medicine as well as the medical establishment, because cannabis has been made federally illegal for several decades, because of that, they're disincentivized to learn about the endocannabinoid system and, and, and whether cannabis is a useful medicine. You know, various healthcare providers have policies that, that, that because of this federal, federal illegality, that they can't really talk about cannabis or prescribe it. So again, doctors are not, and doctors on a whole in the West are not, are not given the entire tool chest to work with. They, they have, and again, because of this, you, you, a lot of your doctors, they do not learn about the endocannabinoid system in medical school. So they're either ignorant about the plant or they hate the plant. And because these doctors who are in their 60s, 70s, perhaps late 50s, because they've grown up a decade's worth of reefer madness, like they, they, they are also using their bias to continue to talk down the cannabis. And they're gonna be very low to wanna to recommend it to a patient, even though, even on the back of their mind, they knew that it could help. Through, dis, through these disincentives by medical, medical establishments, um, hospitals, um, Healthcare providers, they, they disincentivize doctors to even research, doctors and nurses to even research this and give you 
the straight dope on this. So it's no surprise that many in the medical establishment are, are skeptical of the, of the official narrative on, on, on this disease, on this COVID disease, and are skeptical towards medical tyranny. Because, again, I mean, a lot of doctors, if they even catch wind of you using cannabis, they don't even allow you to use other medicines. Again, I have a friend, I have a dear friend of mine. Again, she's she's been a long sufferer of, of fibro for a long time. And, and various other illnesses. And she has to go to this pain management clinic where they, they piss test her. And if she takes anything other than those approved drugs, which barely, those are approved pharmaceuticals, which barely do the job for her, then she gets cut off from those pharmaceuticals. But if she tries to use cannabis now and again, um, then again, she loses access to all her, her doctor and all her her current treatments. So it's one or the other. I think that I think that's medical tyranny. I think that you can draw parallels with that and 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 forcing people to get this jab when we've seen this jab give people adverse reactions. Again, I'm a victim of that, and I'm gonna tell this story officially for the first time on on this podcast. I got the second. I got the Johnson and Johnson in in March, and I got two Modernas in in early August, and then the second one at the ending of August, in August 31st. I felt good after that first Moderna jab. I didn't feel that bad. I didn't really feel affected. But after that second one, you know, I felt, felt sort of janky, a little bit feverish for, for the, the day of the injection. But then after two days, I start feeling this, like, chest inflammation. And this goes on for, like, three to four days, you know, and I, and, you know, I handled it like a trooper and I went to work anyway. I, I didn't miss any days and, it, but it was concerning and I did not know what this was until months after. And now, uh, now I'm ticked off. I was, I was a trust the science person initially, but after that experience and after people shouting me down, when I, I would, I would talk about how I, I had an adverse reaction from this vaccine, like I, I, I see how Aaron Rodgers sees things, and I feel his pain. And I feel, and, and this this goes to the cannabis and, and why cannabis is not really a medicine, or why why so many why so many of us are having to fight our doctors to prove that this is a medicine, that this works, and that we want to use this in lieu of the other things we we use that that we're prescribed by these doctors that don't really do the job. Um, again, I'm against medical tyranny. On all levels, I don't like medical tyranny in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I don't. Um, we, he has the right to do what's best for him medically, and we have the right to do what's best for us medically. If cannabis is a medicine for us, and we decide that this works best for us, nobody, nobody should give us any grief for it. Yet we still get grief from various people in our lives for making personal medical decisions that we feel is best for us. Don't let anybody, no matter who they are, whether they're in your family or not, tell you what's in your best medical interest. It's your body, it's your choice. You, only you can make that decision. Only you are the arbiter of that decision and nobody else. And anybody else that, can, that wants to tyrannically tell you what to do with your body can, can put it, take, take it up their ass and shove it. This is a medicine for me, and, I don't, and, and no matter if you're my sister or not, this is a medicine to me. I'm not justifying this to anyone. I'm 32 years old, I gotta justify shit to anyone. I'm sick and tired of doing so.
But um, but yeah, I stand with Aaron, and I stand with with bodily autonomy. But let's let's finish off this 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 episode with this. So let's read this. And this, when I saw this article last year, that affirmed that affirmed my stance to 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 be a little skeptical. Because again, our government lied to us about the Iraq War. They. In 2003, I don't know if people know this, but there were millions of protests throughout the country protesting the Iraq war and saying that it was a bad idea. But guess what happened? The media never reported on that. They never reported on that. The media shouted down anybody, anybody with a contradictory point of view on this. I grew up watching Donahue in the 90s as a kid. He, Donahue was against the Iraq War in the 2000s. He said that this was, he, he, was, he was saying that it wasn't, he was expressing skepticism towards going to this war. And again, he's had a long and, and storied media career. And they fired his butt over, the, over being against the Iraq War. Is that sort of mass psychosis, that mass groupthink that, that happened in that period that is happening now with COVID? Oh, you can't talk about trying other treatments. Oh, I've, I've, I've had various vaccines before and I've had various issues. I'm a bit skeptical of getting this. I've, um, I've seen the opioid crisis in front of me and I've seen people I know die from the opioid crisis and become addicts from the opioid crisis. I don't know how I feel about this vaccine until I get all the data on it. Um, all right, but let's read this article. I'm going to have to debunk this guy throughout it. All right, let's do it. So this is from Leafly. This is from David Birkenstock. Don't let the government's marijuana lies make you miss out on the vaccine. The, the government's marijuana lies prove that you should not be forced to do this and that they don't have a trustworthy track record. A just-published study from researchers at the University of Memphis looked at COVID-19 hesitancy and its detriments and found that the use of cigarettes, e-cigarettes, and marijuana, as well as heavy use of drinking alcohol, were not associated with COVID-19 hesitancy, which may very well be true if you're talking broadly about the tens of millions of Americans that have consumed cannabis at some point in the past. But if you drill down a bit deeper to those who consume regularly and consider it all an important matter in their lives, who attend cannabis events, have their favorite strains, Posts online about new studies confirming the plant's medical benefits, and then, then my personal experience tells me, at least anecdotally, that vaccine hes hesitancy does run high. A certain strain of weed head simply does not trust the government. I don't trust the government. The government has a tra bad track record. Look at the Iraq war. Look at the Iraq war. Look at Russiagate. Um, look at Con Intel Pro. Look at MK Ultra. Look at all these various co corrupt things the government has done. Look at the Af Iraq and Afghanistan war. Americans had to leave Afghanistan in disgrace. And the very people, Al Qaeda, the very people that, I mean, the Taliban, the very Taliban, the very people that they, they were put in to get rid of has gained more ground. And, and millions, of, I mean, and, and thousands of people, my generation, died for a war that the boomers had no intention of winning we have the right to be skeptical we really do and you're not you're not awake if you're not skeptical again i mean i'm raising i am raising farmers on this podcast i'm not raising hunters i'm not raising sheep and if you're a sheep and you're going to believe the, the narrative lock stock and barrel then maybe this isn't the podcast for you 
Maybe they find a new podcast to listen to. I don't know. But I'm getting awfully sick and tired of people shouting down people for making their own medical choices. This is bullshit, and I'm absolutely sick and fucking tired of it. A certain strain of weed head simply does not trust the government or healthcare industrial complex. Again, I've, again, I've, I've, I've watched big pharma ruin. I've watched big pharma make people I know sick or make them sicker when they're supposed to help them. I've, I've seen people trust big pharma, and then they get more side, they get more illnesses from the side effects of their medicine. I've known chronically sick people my whole life. I had I was not building like crazy until I, I was on antidepressants, but but I have to take those regularly, and now 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 my hair is gone. Like all, all these pharmaceuticals that people say, oh, they're supposed to help you, but then you take them, and then the side effects are even worse. Like you see antidepressant commercials, and you see people being like, um, you see the 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 ad being like, um, but these medicines may cause suicidal thoughts or death in in, in people that are skept- susceptible to the, to it or that are likely to get it. Like that's that's very counterintuitive, don't you think? Of course we have the right to, to, to have some skepticism of this. Of course we do. This meme, for example, has been making the rounds. This has been fully researched. We need much more research. Exactly. No, the, this vaccine was rushed. Again, it was rushed. Yes, the government has earned the skepticism. Again, he's proving why you should be skeptic- skeptical of the official narrative. Hey, I get it. As a reporter covering cannabis for the last 20 years, I've heard so many big lies that is literally mind-boggling. I've also interviewed cancer patients who've had their doors kicked down in the middle of the night by armed agents of the state solely because they had a little weed to help them through chemo. I've also debunked an endless stream of government reports and academic research studies so slanted you can hardly rest your elbow on them. I've even debated Tucker Carlson live on Fox News after he gave a platform to Alex Brannison, author of Tell Your Children, a book full of reaper madness nonsense. In my review of that book for Leafly, I charged Brannison with being a fundamentally dishonest writer willing to purposely and consistently distort data and provide false witness so long as it bolsters his calm, his central claim that cannabis is incredibly dangerous, I wrote. From cover to cover, Brennison offers up a masterclass from selective coding, logical fallacies, straw man arguments, ad hominem attacks, and expert shopping, and cherry-picking statistics. We... We were talking about a guy who claimed that Henry Astinger was right about marijuana. Brennison uses a flood of disinformation and fear-mongering to make the case that cannabis is to blame for causing epidemic levels of violence and schizophrenia. All to sell books and to get on TV. Because to a guy like Brennison, nothing's more important than getting on TV. Pivoting to becoming the pandemic guy, Alex Brennison remains a mainstay on Fox News, but he's no longer peddling reaper madness. That's old hat. Instead, he's rebranded himself as leading vaccine septic. Brennison has no formal medical credentials or expertise, but not really. But not really. That's. But not really. That's not the problem. After all. 
for the last century, as grassroots movement of patients and advocates successfully pushed for Medicare cannabis access, nearly all of the world leading experts and institutions were either wrong about the plan's therapeutic benefits or were too t intimidated to tell the truth. In 1993, when Surgeon General J Dr. Jocelyn Elders advocated for more research into the medical properties of marijuana, it drew a immediate, immediate rebuke from her boss, President Bill Clinton. I, I held it twice, a, a time or two twice in, in Oxford. I didn't like it, and I never did it again. Yet he kept locking up your butt in your ass for doing it. Again, typical boomer hypocrisy. Do as I say and don't do as I do. It's typical boomer narcissism as always. One year later, amid other controversies, Clinton forced elders to resign. 20 years later, CNN chief medical correspondent Dr. Sanjay Gupta offered an on-air mea culpa telling millions of viewers around the world that we have been terribly systematically misled about cannabis for nearly 70 years in the United States. And I apologize for my role in that. Trust evidence, not the government. So no, I don't blindly or even double blindly trust the government, media, or medical establishment when it comes to, to making decisions about my personal health. Nor should you. Then why are you writing this article if you're not sheep herding us into taking this, this jab, which is causing, which is giving many people heart inflammation, which is giving people strokes, which is giving people all these illnesses. You're having all these, you're having surge in hospitalizations, not necessarily because of COVID, it's because people are getting sick from this vaccine and it's getting undercounted. Trust the science. Trust the science got people hooked on opioids. Trust the science put lead in all these in all these things like gas, um, walls, um, paint, everything under the sun. Oh, that is safe. Trust the science. Trust the science did not test blood before giving it to people prior to the flipping 90s or so. Science is constantly in flux. Nobody has a monopoly on it. It's constantly being questioned. So to say that that that, that we should con that we should only trust one one source as medicine, or that we should there should be only one route to treat this pandemic when we have countries throughout the planet that are trying a bunch of different routes, I find it nuts, and I find it crazy that the media is censoring any discussion, just like they were of the Iraq War. Any discussion, anything contradictory to the narrative, was aggressively shot down during the Iraq War, and I'm seeing the same thing with this with this COVID vaccine. Um, um, uh, thing. I'm saying the same stuff, line by line, pretty much. Same lies, same shouting down, the same condescension. Same, same stuff. But again, let's 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 continue. Uh, just as there is only one rational conclusion when it comes to cannabis that it's remarkably safe and effective medicine for a wide range of conditions, the evidence is similarly strong when it comes to evaluating the safety and efficacy of vaccines in preventing the spread and severity of COVID-19 and other vaccine-borne illnesses. Though naturally, you shouldn't take my word for it. All right, so we're going to do something real quick. Let's go and duck, duck, go. We're gonna. I'm gonna call an audible right now. All right. Okay. So we are gonna go to duck, 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 go. All right. Okay. All right. Vaccine injuries. Covid. 
19. All right. Look at that. I think it's Vares or something like that. If this thing is so gosh darn safe, Huggers would have been 20,000 deaths off this vaccine. Why? Why? If it's so gosh darn safe, why have they been 20,000 deaths? I've never had, I've never heard of 20,000 deaths for your typical um, polio vaccine or 20,000 deaths for your mumps vaccine. I've never heard that. But with this, 20,000. I mean, they should at the very least halt it and, and look into other prophylactics. At the very least, they should be doing that. And I find it very alarming that they're telling you that, that, they're, that they're only shouting, that they're shouting down any other, um, any other treatment but this. I, I find it very odd. This, this screams the Iraq war over again. There's only one narrative and you must believe it or you must be ostracized. I'm raising farmers and I'm not raising hunters. And I'm certainly not raising sheep and I'll continue to say that. And then let's look up something else. I'm gonna call another audible now. All right. Okay, so another thing that's been disturbing with this stuff. Soccer, players, fainting, deaths, faints, COVID, vac vaccine. All right. Look, okay, so we're not gonna read this whole thing. Look at that. Look at this article. At least 69 athletes collapse in one month. Many dead. At least 69 athletes collapse in one month. Many dead. The reports of athletes who suddenly collapse have been increasing noticeably lately. Heart problems such as heart inflammation are often the cause. One of them known, known life-threatening side effects of the COVID vaccines, which even the manufacturers themselves warn against. Did you know the CEO of Pfizer has not gotten the vaccine yet? It's like it's like in business where you're told that you need to stand behind your product and you have to stand and you have to be you have to stand behind your work. That that should that speaks volumes that they're not even comfortable taking it. That speaks volumes, it really does. Um but alright, let's get back to this article. Don't believe the hucksters. First, let's dispense with Alex. Denison, the fact that he's dead wrong about cannabis and even the fact that he lies so blatantly and consistently about cannabis does not necessarily mean he's wrong about vaccines. Um, again, you can believe what you want. Um, I, I just showed you some things that, that prove that um, these vaccines are not harmless. Now, again, this is a decision everyone has to make for themselves. But, I mean, with the story I told you and with, 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 with the statistics, again, you got to proceed with caution. Excuse me. You got to proceed with caution and go into it with, 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 all, with all the information needed and with the informed consent. And knowing that, hey, you know, if, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm part of a vulnerable group, yeah, maybe this might, be, this might work for me. This might be a good idea. But if I'm not part of a vulnerable group, there might be more risk than me just, um, again, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. There might be more risks to getting this than, you know, just following your doctor's advice to keep your immune system strong. Again, I mean, again, everyone has to consult with their doctors. I'm not a doctor and I don't play one. And I'm not one in real life either. Nor do I pretend to be one. But again, I mean, everyone has to consult with their doctor what's best for them. But, but again, I've always been taught in medicine, you know, each medicine affects a person differently. Um, like certain medicines that I've taken and that family that I've taken that I've reacted badly to have, 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 have been lifesavers for people in my own family and vice versa. 
But but uh, most rational doctors would not force me to continue taking the one that's giving me a bad reaction. They would give me an alternative. If I was allergic to penicillin, there are other antibiotics that I'd be given. And again, I tell the story. I have family that's allergic to penicillin. And if again, I mean, if if she te- if if she's in the hospital, she tells you, you you that she's allergic to it, and. And you continue to give her penicillin, even though she told you she was allergic. I have to assume you're harming my family member, and I'm going to act accordingly with all with all tools at, at my disposal to get justice for my family. Um, yeah, I gotta treat it as such, and I will. But with this, with this vaccine thing, I, everyone is saying that you have to take it or you should be ostracized or that there's only one solution and it's that. It makes no sense in the Western world that they're doing this. It really doesn't. It's not normal and I'm sick and tired of pretending it is when it ain't. It's not normal and I'm sick and tired of pretending it's normal because it's not. All right, um, let's continue with this article. But the idea that someone with no medical credentials and a proven willingness to, de- to deceive people is offered up by Fox News as a pro- supposed vaccine expert should give you serious pause about, whether, about whatever he's selling or whether it's a bunch of lies about weed or the anti-vax nonsense of the day. Also consider Derek Thompson's epic takedown of Brennison in The Atlantic, which was published under the headline, Pandemic's Wrongest Man. Thompson exposed Brennison as the Secretariat of Being Wrong by simply holding his previous predictions up to close scrutiny and having the lead authors of research cited by Brennison confirm that he willfully mischaracterized their findings. What the government... what. What about the government's history of lying? Again, he's going. To, this author is going to prove our skepticism right. They're, they're going to they're going to betray their own argument in this paragraph. With Brennison out of the way, let's get back to that meme, which, like I said, does make a valid point. See, he admits that his whole this whole article should be discredited off this one line. Humans have been safely consuming cannabis for 10,000 years, yet to this day, U.S. government classifies cannabis as a Schedule One drug, the most restrictive category reserved for drugs with no proven medical benefit and a high potential for abuse. When pressed on the obvious misclassification, those still adhering to the big lie now tend to say we need more research. Again, you have people in power that continue to say this. You have anti-cannabis Democrats that continue to say this. You have Republicans that continue to say we need more research. It's not federally legal. It's not federally legal. It's illegal. We need more research. We need more research. I don't know about that. The science isn't out on it. Well, there's been plenty of science. There's been plenty of legends like Dr. Dr. Raphael Mushroom that's been doing lots of research on, on THC and cannabis for, 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 for five, six decades. There's so many. You, you can put cannabis research on, on Google. You can, you, can, you can search PubMed. There's so many things about the medical efficacy. And again, people have been doing this for tens and thousands of years. The ancient Chinese have been using this as a medicine for thousands of years. And again, China is going to pass America pretty soon. So again, they've had a long and storied um, civilization. They've, 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 they've used this as a medicine for some of that period of their civilization and again they're gonna they're gonna run the planet soon so i I, this whole this is a this is this this is a degenerate drug that that ruins people no all right but let's 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 keep going humans have been safely consuming cannabis for ten thousand. all right i already read that 
We need more research. We need more research. Again, you have skeptics that continue saying that. In fact, the research study already exists. It overwhelmingly shows cannabis to be far safer and more effective than most pharmaceuticals or many pharmaceuticals. Bringing it back to the vaccine. The question at hand isn't whether we have enough research into cannabis. It's whether we have enough research into vaccines in general. We're not talking about vaccines in general. We're talking about this particular one that's already causing adverse reactions in people. And more adverse reactions than other ones have caused so far, it seems. All right, let's, let's continue. The question at hand isn't whether we have enough research into cannabis, it's whether we have enough research into vaccines in general and the COVID-19 vaccines in general. And I'd say once again, there's more than enough evidence. That does not mean the vaccines are perfectly safe or 100% effective. If they're not 100% effective, why require people to get them? <laughs> again, he's debunking himself each time now. This does not mean that the vaccines are safe or 100% effective. There is an impossible standard. Nothing in life is perfectly safe. But are these COVID-19 vaccines safe enough and effective enough? Absolutely and remarkably so. Consider the source of your information. Now, the internet being what it is, you can definitely go expert shopping yourself and find lots of people claiming just the opposite. That's called confirmation bias, and it cuts both ways on on every issue. Huxerts like Brennison understand there's always a market for telling a certain portion of the population exactly what it wants to hear, whether it happens to be true or not. In this case, unlike weed, bad information could prove fatal for you or your loved ones or both. So if you're asking me where to turn for the hard data, I'd say start here. Or you could let this guy break it down for you in less than three minutes. They could be free weed in it for you. Yeah, as the result of myocarditis or the result of various strokes as opposed to various vaccine um, adverse effects. Like the free weed is going to be the least of your problems. And again, something I have not told the show. A couple of days before my birthday, I was in the hospital. Um, like I had, I had had a tight chest like those couple of days before I went to the hospital. And it was right before my birthday. Um... I've been drinking, to be fair, I drink a lot of caffeine and I drink a lot of, of energy drinks. And when I was in the hospital, my doctors um, advised me to stop them, and I have. But, again, when I had that chest inflammation, like, th that's when, I feel like that's what set off the sequence of events. Because like, I've I never had myocarditis or any sort of chest or heart issues. Again, heart problems have never really been a thing in my family. Um, also... Um, I'm on reflux medicine right now. They put me on reflux medicine because, you know, my, my reflexes were, 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 were swollen up. And when I was in the hospital, when they did, when they, when they did a detection, when they did that, I think EKG or whatever the heck it is, they did it. They, they, they said that there was like the, 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 that, um, that there was a, my heart muscle was a little bit like a little bit swollen. There was like that my that the, my heart muscle was a little bit swollen, and that's where the irregularity was coming from. But again, I've never had heart issues of any real kind prior to ever getting this vaccine. And now all of a sudden, I'm getting tight chest episodes, and then I'm having to be on reflux medicine. It's like what the what the frick, man? Proceed with caution if you're gonna get that boop boop. I'm, I'm telling you. There could be free weed in it for you. 
Either way, if you do decide to get vaccinated, you might just be eligible for some free weed. And if that doesn't apply, call up your closest smoking buddy who's already been vaccinated. I'm sure they'll be happy to smoke you once you're free and clear. And if they won't, I will. Offer, offer valid only wherever I happen to be at any given moment. Many restrictions apply. End of article. So again, he contradicts himself throughout the article. When I saw this article, I was like, uh, I got I to gotta look at our government with its shady track record with certain male skepticism. Because at first, I, was, I bought into the COVID narrative, like lock, stock, and barrel. Like, I was even the type that believed that America should have an Australian-style lockdown. Now I look at that and cringe. I'm more liberty-loving right now. And anybody that would give away um, liberty for safety deserves neither of it, like Benjamin Franklin says. Again, I mean, I've gone through abuse in my life. I don't like, I don't like abuse and I don't like tyranny. And I'm going to continue to leave my life and my principles as such. Peace out, chow, and see medicated, my friends. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.